Their franchise have each won five championships in their history. And they had the two finalists for Outstanding Player. All is as it should be in the world of Canadian football to have these two teams in the Grey Cup Championship. So the stage is set. And there's nowhere we'd rather be on this Sunday in November. And we're happy you have joined us here at Olympic Stadium. There's Demetrius Summers who really kick-started the comeback last week. A reminder, both teams trailed by 10 in their respective divisional finals. Class of the East, best in the West. And we are about set to go. Damon Duvall has it on the tee. And the 96th Grey Cup on TSN underway from Olympic Stadium. And it is Demetrius Summers up over the 35-yard line, wrestled out by Kerry Carter as Henry Burris leads the Calgary Stampeders offense onto the field. He completed 64.5% of his passes in the regular season. Over 5,000 yards in the backfield will be the leading rusher in Canadian football. Joffrey Reynolds, over 1,300 yards rushing for him. He has a very dangerous receiving court led by Kenyon Rambo on the outside. He was the leading receiver in the CFL. And two rookies on guard, Demetrius Supas and Jesse Newman have had outstanding seasons. First empties the backfield, and his first pass is a completion, and it's Joffrey Reynolds, the running back, who lined up outside. Dropped at the 45, close to six. Defensively for the Montreal Alouettes, they go with a four-man front led by the veteran Anwar Stewart. Anwar Stewart, eighth year in the Canadian Football League. Reggie Hunt is the middle linebacker. And then in the secondary, they go with Matthew Prue at safety, Mark Estelle, and Davis Sanchez, the Canadian from Oregon, outside. University of Oregon is where he went to school, outside a corner. Second and four, and the former Alouette, Jermaine Copeland has it, not going anywhere. T.J. Hill with the stop, and it's a two and out for the opening series for the Stampeders. In games like this, with so much intensity and so much on the line, it is usually the defenses that step up. They have the adrenaline bumping. Offense is all about timing and rhythm, and the defenses get off to a good start. The Montreal defense gets the quick two and out. There's Larry Taylor, who did his Johnny Rogers impersonation last week. A playoff record with over 200 punt return yards, and of course, a pair of touchdowns, 64 and 97 yards in the East final win over Edmonton. Burke Dales, the printer for Calgary. North, north. And Larry Taylor fields it at his 22. And Taylor can't beat the surge downfield. Dropped at the 27-yard line as the most outstanding player for the second time in his brilliant career. Leads Montreal onto the field. 5,633 yards passing for Anthony Calvillo. Avon Coburn is in the backfield along with Kerry Carter, the fullback. There is the receiving core, Ben Cahoon, the go-to guy for Anthony Calvillo. They came into the league together in 1998, a veteran offensive line led by Brian Chu. Starting lineups brought to you by Castro. More than just oil, it's liquid engineering. First down for the Alouettes, and Anthony Calvillo throwing to his back, Avon Coburn, jolted out by Dwayne Carpenter. 
for the Calgary Stampeders defensively. What a huge game up front by Mike Lobinjo in the West final. Eight tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble to help his football team advance to the Great Cup Championship. There is the linebacking course. Shannon James will be the adjuster in the linebackers. He's going to have to come out and cover receivers like Ben Cahoon and all kinds of questions surrounding Brandon Browner and his ankles. He was a last-second decision for John Hoffman. Four for Coburn. The blitz is on, and it's away in the first down as Jamal Richardson breaks a tackle, and he's into open field. receptions in 2008 he finished fourth in receiving yards Mark Tressman the head coach of the Montreal Wets likes to script his first 15 plays and this and there is Jamal Richardson right there the middle guy in the three receiver side he's just gonna run that quick slant and that looks like it's a get open J Rich play that's a play where it just says hey Jamal Richardson go ahead get open First down, and there's Ben Cahoon. These two combining in their sixth Grey Cup together, the most prolific tandem in Grey Cup history. I mentioned they started together in 1998. Anthony Calvillo and Ben Cahoon, and no quarterback-receiver combination have played in more Grey Cup games than these two. When it's second and long and anthony calvillo needs a completion he will look for 86. fans cooperating with anthony calvillo they go silent here to let the montreal quarterback make his calls on second and one short drop and there's the first down and Cahoon, back to back catches taken down by jr ruffin ben Cahoon is so sneaky good he will slip in behind Kerry Watkins, the wide receiver on the play, and he has all kinds of ways to get open. You can see his eyes and how he is studying his defensive back, J.R. Ruffin. He slips in behind the rub, basically right here, with Kerry Watkins coming down in what's called change motion. Kerry Watkins comes down the field, and right in behind him is Ben Cahoon. So Calvillo out of the gate with a hot hand, four for four. First and goal, and that ball batted down. And falls incomplete. I mentioned Mark Tressman, who will script the first 15 plays for Anthony Calvillo. And they have been off to such good starts throughout the regular season. They've outscored their opponent throughout the regular season in the first quarter, 125-55. Those first 15 plays for Mark Tressman have been good ones once again. So second and goal from the seven. Galvillo has time looking into the corner and overthrows the intended target. A couple of Alouettes in the vicinity, including Cahoon. But the Stampeders get a stop. Remember, they didn't yes. give up a touchdown last week against BC, surrendering six field goals in the West Final against the Lions. Yes, the reason the Calgary Stampeders are in this Grey Cup is because of their goal line defense or red zone defense. In the Western Final, the BC Lions attempted six field goals because they had to. That's where the Calgary defense shut the door. So Damon Duvall comes out to see if he can get the Alouettes on the board first with a field goal. Duvall.
ball three for five in great cup play. And this from 14 yards out with Cahoon holding. And Duvall puts it through. First blood, Montreal in the 96 great cup game. Well, they are filled to the top here of Olympic Stadium. There's the view for some of these rabid Alouette fans. Liking the start by their team. And Duvall kicks it off. Again, Summers starting from his 10. returns last week. Summers dropped right at the 35 as Henry Burris goes back to work. You see in the two games that the Calgary Stampeders played Montreal this year in the regular season. They won both and Henry Burris in one of those games over 400 yards and five touchdown passes to five different receivers. That was the game at McMahon. They had to come from behind in Montreal, they faced an 11-point deficit on that day. And now it gets loud. Trying to disrupt. Play action or pump. And then underneath it goes. And the former Alouette does another catch. Jermaine Copeland. And Henry Burris, throughout his career, has had to fight that reputation that he couldn't win the big game. He's halfway over that hurdle after leading the Calgary Stampeders past the BC Lions to the Great Cup Championship, but it doesn't get any bigger than this one. And he can make all of that go away with the win tonight. Six for Copeland, second and four. Teo Johnson checks in as an extra receiver. Here comes the rush underneath. Nick Lewis the catch. Forward progress to 45 before he is drilled back. Reggie Hunt, the middle linebacker with the tackle, and Hunt, the only player on the field who can register back-to-back Grey Cup wins. Talked to Reggie Hunt about his preparation before the big game, and I loved what he said. He said, I'm going to go home, I'm going to watch a little film, I'm going to relax with my favorite movie. And guess what that favorite movie was? Any given Sunday? Gladiator. Gladiator, you'd like that. And yes, <laughs> I told him, I said, hey, you and I have the exact same favorite movie, Reggie. And he said, you know what, I love it because it's about the battle, and we'll be in a battle tomorrow on Sunday. And... Reggie Hunt, the leader, he is the guy in that Montreal defense that will call the signals. He will make the checks and change out of different defenses for the Montreal Alouettes, depending on what John Huffnagel's offense gives him. How about this? Not even six minutes in, and John Huffnagel has the first difficult decision to make. Just about a full yard. Third and one. Straight ahead behind Western All-Star Rob Lazio and those young guards, Demetrius Supas and Jesse Newman. And it is a first down Calgary. Well, when it comes to short yardage, whether it's down on the goal line or in the middle of the field on a third down gamble, it's about leverage and which one, the offense or defensive line, get the lowest. And you can see how low in that four-point stance that offensive line is for the Calgary Stampeders. By four points, I mean the two feet and the two hands down low and ready to just push that defensive line back. Initial first down for the Stamps. Up at the 47. Well, it stays in the block. And Kevin Rumble will let the league and receive a number against a tough corner in Mark Estelle. 
Marcus Dell missed four games in the regular season due to injury. In the two games that they played against the Calgary Stampeders, he was available, made 12 tackles in those games. Now, that's good and bad for a corner. It's good because he is involved coming up to make the stops, but if you're making a lot of tackles out at the corner position, could mean they're picking on you, too, and that's where Kenyon Rambo lines up, the leading receiver in the Canadian Football League. 100 catches, and he was the most dangerous receiver for Calgary against Montreal early movement, and we get evidence of the noise being a factor here, but it looked like the right guard, Dimitri Supas, may have been first to flinch. Procedure, Calgary number 67. a referee. It all began here in 1979 at Olympic Stadium, and it was Supas, who has had a brilliant rookie year at right guard. Jake Ireland, over 500 yard, uh, games refing in the Canadian Football League. Tremendous career. First, second, and eight. Morris throws that one, and Copeland has the catch. Or does he? They're going to rule a catch and down at midfield, although the ball came loose on contact from Davis Sanchez. Davis Sanchez is a veteran. He just sits back there and waits for Jermaine Copeland to run this timing out pass as Henry Burris is trying to get the football out of his hands as quickly as he possibly can. You see Chip Cox, the halfback, who's just going to let Copeland go out. That means it's his own defense when the halfback at Chip Cox lines up on him, but then leaves him to the outside for the corner, Davis Sanchez, to come up. And then you know it's zone, and that's where Sanchez just reads it perfectly and cuts the legs out of Copeland. Burkdale's back in to kick it away to Larry Taylor. And Taylor from his 11. Is able to surge forward for 10 yards before he's brought down by Brandon Browder. Alouettes will start at their 19-yard line, and Calvillo pitching again. There's Brian Bratton, who Anthony Calvillo calls the most underrated man in this offense. Well, it's a last-second decision for John Hopnagel to decide whether or not Brandon Browner will play on the corner, the all-Canadian corner who is maybe the best in the league arguably the best at press coverage that's when the defensive back gets up in the face of a receiver the Calgary Stampeders love to do that their defensive coordinator Chris Jones is an aggressive style of defense he'll put Brandon Browner right up in the face of Kerry Watkins and the wide receivers for Montreal good sign that he made the tackle on special teams on second and two Richardson with the catch and he does have the first down about three plays left in the game in the Western Finals when Brandon Browner was injured. A nice catch down the sideline for the Lions in that last-second attempt to get to the Great Cup, and you can see the right angle twist there. He played two more plays, did not practice a whole bunch throughout this Great Cup week. They made the final decision, a little painkiller, and he is out on that corner. Three hours of treatment every day for the only all-Canadian 
in that defense. Yvonne Coburn looking for a little room, and he's wrestled down by Charleston Hughes, a big part of Chris Jones' Stampeder defense. Well, Brandon Browner is crucial to it as well because as a great bump-and-run, man-to-man cover corner, he needs that because that's what Chris Jones, the defensive coordinator, wants to play. He wants to get up in the face of these Montreal receivers and be aggressive. And that what that does is it forces Anthony Calvillo to be perfect. Stampeder defense that was ranked last a year ago and first in their initial year under Jones this season. Second and seven. And Calvillo over the middle and he's got Richardson again. Jamal Richardson to the Calgary 50. And Anthony Calvillo was perfect on the throw. Because this will be a contested throw as Brandon Smith is right in the hip pocket of Jamel Richardson as he comes across the middle. But look at the accuracy in the throw from Anthony Calvillo with a little pressure in his face. He'll lead Jamel Richardson right out in front. And that's a perfect throw, but you can see the coverage as tight as it, as it is. Calgary Stampeders are going to make you make that contested catch. In the regular season, he had the biggest play against Calvary, a 67-yard touchdown. Three catches, 85 yards, and a first down. Calvillo with time, and a completion tossed out immediately. That's the corner, Dwight Anderson on Kerry Watkins. Usually defensive backs will line up seven to eight, maybe ten yards off the line of scrimmage. So we've colored the defensive backs for the Calgary Stampeders in press coverage. They will come up to the line of scrimmage, be that yard off, but he, be in the face of the receiver. Shannon James gets involved in that from the linebacking core, and the safety, West Lysak, is then free to go to the football. That's the style of defense they play, in your face. They want to make Anthony Calvillo perfect. He's been that so far. Five for Watkins, one of three 1,000-yard receivers at Calvillo's disposal. That ball batted down at the line of scrimmage. And so Calgary's defense digs in. Looked like it was Dwayne Carpenter who came off the edge. Carpenter will come into the game at linebacker for Salim Rashid and on passing downs. And because Calvillo was throwing pretty much every down so far, we haven't seen a whole lot of run from Montreal. We'll see a lot more of Dwayne Carpenter. So Duval comes in looking for the corner. And that one will drop inside the 10-yard line. Great kick by Duvall. Great placement kick by Duvall. Backing Henry Burris up at the Stampeders 7-yard line. And Jeffrey Reynolds with his first play finds room up the middle. For Reynolds, the leading rusher in the Canadian Football League this season. Yeah, very important for Henry Burris to get Joffrey Reynolds involved in this football game. Had close to 100 yards rushing in both the games against the Montreal defense, so he's had some success running against Montreal. But Henry Burris's game is play action, get outside the pocket, use his athletic ability, and that means that he needs Joffrey Reynolds involved. Big second down play, second and five to. Give him some real estate there. Here's Copeland and Jermaine Copeland getting used very early in this game. That's his third catch. Khalil Carter, the former Argonaut, with the tackle. 
This is the progression once you run the ball successfully on first down, then Henry Burris right here at the quarterback. Now he goes with play action, and that's simply the fake to Joffrey Reynolds. That pulls Anwar Stewart back, and what it does is it buys Henry Burris another couple of seconds to complete that pass for a first down. A big one it is. Jermaine Copeland had an off year, but Henry Burris was consistent. He said, we need Copeland to get to Montreal. Looks like they need him even more here. Reynolds straight ahead, and he ran into number one, Richie Hunt. 61 tackles in the regular season for Reggie Hunt. And he will step in and fill that hole. The progression of this is Henry Burris to the outside. He has room there, and I know he probably noticed, even though that hole was jammed up by number one for Montreal, who shows us what number he is. Outside linebacker in Saskatchewan says he likes it better in the middle because he's around the ball more. He certainly was there. Less than two to go. First quarter, second and ten. another big first down for the Stamps. Boy, is it ever, and a great call by George Cortez to start things out for Henry Burris. Go with the screen play, takes advantage of that adrenaline pumping by the Montreal defense to just let the defensive line get some penetration and then throw it off to Joffrey Reynolds. And what a move in the open field on Diamond Ferry to pick up that first down. Nice call by George Cortez, even better execution. Better start for Burris than a week ago. He's eight for eight out of the gate. And back inside, Demetrius Summers. And somehow, broke the tackle. And Summers spelling Joffrey Reynolds. Close to another first down up across the 50-yard line. Well, it looked like that was all plugged up. It was Reggie Hunt again who filled the hole, but Demetrius Summers just did not stop. The legs kept churning, and he ended up breaking those two tackles in the middle and bouncing to the outside for a couple of extra yards. Stampeder drive started at their own seven. And they found a little traction here up at the 53-yard line, second at a yard, and all kinds of plays in the playbook for George Cortez. They'll stay on the ground, and Reynolds... Should have the first down, but not a whole lot more. Brought down by Jermaine McIlvain. And so far, the crowd not the factor that Henry Burris thought it could be. And they may turn up the volume here as the Calgary Stampeders continue to drive this football because Montreal defense needs the help right now. We should make the point it is neutral site, so the Alouettes as a team cannot use the scoreboard to help encourage the fans. Now here they go. They're starting to turn it up. Should be the final play of the first quarter. First for time. And an open man. There's Kenyon Rambo. There's the defender slipping on the play. Marcus Dell gave Rambo room. And he'll step out at the Alouette 31-yard line on the final play of the opening quarter with the Alouettes on top by a field goal. Here's to the everyday things 
that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. Our first quarter stats are brought to you by Tim Hortons. Always fresh, always. Stats pretty close offensively for these two teams. Anthony Calvillo, his first drive, a big one. And Henry Burr, 72 yards of that 103 yards offensively on this current drive for Henry Burr. So it took him a little bit longer to get going offensively. Yes, seven plays to dig themselves out of a hole that started at their own seven. And after maybe some nerves, we can see that the offenses are starting to click. Yeah, they're starting to get their rhythm now because, you know, in games like this, with all the intensity, all the emotion, it's usually the defenses that come out of the gate. Now, Anthony Calvillo did have that opening drive, but the defenses, especially for Montreal, really stepped it up. Now Henry Burris is starting to get that groove. He's starting to control the crowd and control the football. Burris, 9 for 9 to start, and you got to give the defense credit for Calgary because twice Montreal was deep and only came away with three, and now it's the Stampeders who are threatening after the Kenyan and Rambo catch of 25 yards. It's a first down, Stampeders. is brought down. There's Khalil Carter. Well, tonight's game available for all our Canadian forces serving around the world. And on the American Armed Forces Network broadcasting 175 countries. We'd like to welcome viewers on Boom versus at ESPN360.com in the United States. Just one for Reynolds. Second and nine. Sticks. Reynolds releases underneath. He's got it. And Jeffrey Reynolds trying to power his way to a first down. And he'll be close. And the ball came loose. And the Alouettes trying to sell. They've recovered. There is a penalty marker on the play. Well, they have to decide both things. First of all, what was the penalty? And second of all, did the ball come out before the whistle blew? Major foul. Unnecessary. Unnecessary roughness. Calgary number 82. They're going to measure to see if Reynolds got the first down, then they'll march it back 15 yards. Nick Lewis known for his hellacious blocks, and this one draws a foul. A little dump pass over the middle there to Joffrey Reynolds, and just to the left of your screen, there's Nick Lewis coming all the way back, and he just lowers his shoulder on Karan Williams. I don't think the ball ever did come loose, but Nick Lewis was cruising. And the penalty marker did fly on the play. And Joffrey Reynolds was short of the first down, so first down yardage was not gained before the penalty. That makes it third down for the Calgary Stampeders. And so John Huffnagel looks at third and 16 and sends out Sandro DeAngelis. What a brilliant year he had. 
Just a couple of feet short there, Chris, and if Joffrey Reynolds had got that first down, Calgary would still have their offense on the field. And if Lewis wasn't tagged with the penalty, they'd likely be going on third and less than a yard. Mm -hmm. First break up attempt by one of the best. And Samuel puts it through. The Niagara Falls native has tied the score early in the second quarter. Welcome back to Olympic Stadium where some of the Huskies on the sidelines. Chris, as you can attest to, it is loud out here right now. Well, we've been talking about the noise all day in the pregame show leading up to this about how it would be a factor. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what it's been like so far. When, Whenever Calgary has the ball, it's been around, 100 and, around 106 decibels. The equivalent, let's put it at a rock concert, which is about 120 decibels. When Montreal has the ball, when Anthony Calvillo has the ball, it's about 80 decimals, which is about the equivalent of an alarm clock. So let's talk about an advantage for Montreal. Thank you, Sarah. Just about a full house. And they're letting us know. Boy, and that can be a big advantage. And I'll tell you why. Because with Henry Burris now, he cannot audible at the line of scrimmage. He will not be able to call the play at the line of scrimmage while Anthony Calvillo can if he sees a defense and he wants to change it. Avon Coburn had three. Calvillo, second and seven. And he goes to his safety valve. Ben Cahoon, who was game tackled and will be short of the first down. One of the few times that Anthony Calvillo has seen the Calgary secondary just basically drop off, give the underneath route away, knowing that they can rally, make the tackle, and hold Montreal, make them punt the football. Third and over a yard, Mark Tressman not in a gambling mood. Mark Tressman joins the Montreal Alouettes with a tremendous resume, worked with Bud Grant in Minnesota, George Seaford in San Francisco. John Gruden in Oakland. We're signing a contract his first year as a head coach in the Canadian Football League. Passed on Duval, had to hurry the kick. Marcus Howell, the Winnipeg native, who was here for the Bombers in 2001, picks it up and draws the no yards flag. Shea Emery was in a little too quickly. in Montreal. Calgary has the football and Farhan Walshies on the Calgary sideline. Well, Chris, the Alouettes can't pump in crowd noise today, but the Stampeders did it all week in about 100 decibels to get ready for this game. It's all about communication. Normally, quarterbacks just wave their hands forward. That's a signal for everyone to get started, but Burris has got to split it up. He'll twirl his arm like this. That means his receivers can get started in motion, then he'll lift his leg, which means his O-line, Rob Lazier, can snap it whenever he's ready. As for the O-line, they can't hear the snap, so they've either got to look into the center or they've got to wait for the defensive lineman in front of them to react before they know that the play is going. And Suits, you mentioned, audibles, at least of the verbal variety, are not happening. Only a few hand signals available for Henry Burris. That little Stampeder lasso to get them going. Yeah, and the reason for that, as Farhan just mentioned, is to get the motion started from the receivers. And if he's in the shotgun like he is now, Henry Burris will lift his leg. That means Rob Lazio, any time after that, can snap the football. Burris underneath has another first down and Henry Burris has completed 
11 consecutive passes. It also puts a bind on the tackles. Ben Archibald, Jeff Pilon for the Calgary Stampeders because they are now going to try and use either their peripheral vision to see the ball being snapped or the veteran Jeff Pilon. You, you watch the right leg. This is what I'm talking about with Henry Burris to now lift his leg. Anytime after that, he can get the football. Now, Pilon has to wait for the snap of the ball and the movement of the defense before he can react. Lewis gives him a first down at the 51. And now Burris back to throw. And this time he's going up top. And there's the first incompletion intended for Kenyon Rambo. Chip Cox in coverage. Well, it looked like Kenyon Rambo at the end of that route just tried to bring it back inside. He comes in motion from the backfield to try and get a matchup. He ends up back in his wide receiver position. A little double move there where he tried to chop his feet and get Davis Sanchez to bite. And that ball thrown to the outside shoulder. Rambo had come inside down the seat. Defensive end John Bowman of the Alouettes is down. Getting attention, so we'll step out here in Montreal. John Bowman, third-year defensive end for Montreal out. Jermaine McIlvain takes his spot. Second and ten, Calvary. And jumping the gun is Copeland. And maybe another example of the crowd upsetting the Stampeders rhythm. John Huffnagel not happy with that because of how much time they spent awesome. working on it. Calvary number 80. Five-yard penalty. But there's no question, Chris, that that was the reason that the crowd makes it very tough to communicate. And on that time, Jermaine Copeland just didn't see the signals, the physical signals from Henry Burris. So he was not just a little offside. He was six, seven yards offside. And that'll only make them louder. Second and 15. And that block was picked up. An interception by Reggie Hunt. Seven years in the Canadian Football League and shows his veteran savvy here. Reggie Hunt, number one, in the middle of your screen. Going to show like he might come on a blitz and then just quietly drop back into that throwing lane from Henry Burris. Burris locks into his target, and that takes Reggie Hunt, the linebacker, straight to the football. First turnover of this game and sudden change. Three interceptions during the regular season for Hunt. And Henry Burris has avoided the turnover this year that's the first of the game and Anthony Calvillo goes to work and a crosser and here's Cahoon bring capital tackle him but the man who had more catches than anyone else in the CFL this year and there's that familiar cheer for number 86 here in Montreal Anthony Calvillo in his sixth Grey Cup start, which is second all-time in Canadian Football League history. Only Bernie Filoni had more starts in the Grey Cup, three and four record. And you can see our guy, Matt Dunnigan, with five starts in the Grey Cup and a two and three record. Anthony Calvillo does not want to be that but at the end of football historian's description of his career. 11 for Cahoon, his 35th Grey Cup catch. Make it 36. He had 21 in his last two Grey Cup appearances. A couple of losses that can't tag him with. Well, that's right. And when football 
historians talk about Anthony Calvillo. If he were to lose this football game, they'd say he had a great career, but he only won one championship in six starts. That's what's been hanging over the head of Anthony Calvillo leading up to this great cup championship and all season long. And he is on target right now, and his favorite target so far, Ben Cahoon. Back-to-back Cahoon first down. That was for 14 yards. And there's Kerry Watkins. And Ben Cahoon told us yesterday, there's a guy, Kerry Watkins, Calgary can't jam. They cannot jam Kerry Watkins, reason being, he may be the best receiver in the CFL at getting off of the jam. And that time he just works across the middle. If you have press coverage like we showed you earlier and you can get inside position, you can get open. Darrell Eppin in just his second game of the year is in coverage. Calvillo with that one for Richardson. And a drop inside the five. And Ruffin there again defensively. And you can't put that one on Anthony Calvillo because he put that on the target. And Jamel Richardson, when he made his break, did not look back to the quarterback. He was distracted by the man covering him. And that one just bounced right off him. Can the Calgary Stampeders do it again, Chris, and bend a little bit but not break down in the red zone? Last week did not surrender a major score. And twice so far today, they put the brakes on Calvillo. Second and ten. And And that was huge blocking up front from the interior of that offensive line. 22 years of experience between Flory and Chu. Spring Coburn for the major. 
forced back to work from his 35. And Brett Rock can't hold on. That's what momentum does to you. It trickles down not only through the defense and special teams, but now it's on the offense. That's a catch that Brett Ralph makes nine out of ten times. He's that outlet guy on the sideline throughout the season, and he has made that catch more times than he's not, but the momentum is now with Montreal. First interception that Henry Burris has thrown against the Alouettes in ten quarters this year. And he has to have a short memory right now and get rid of it. low incomplete intended for Nick Lewis and it's a two and out after the touchdown John Huffnagle like the responses last week when things look tough they don't get one here and John Huffnagle's pregame speech he said when we face adversity you've got to let it go like you've done all season long this is the first adversity the Calgary Stampeders have faced a turnover a turnover that turns into a major now John Huffnagel has said all year, this is how he says it. Now it's time to go to the sideline and reload. Larry Taylor awaits. Burton Gills, born in Wasega Beach. Grew up in Brockville. In to kick it away. And we'll take a time count here. As the noise continues to be a factor, and Craig Dickinson, the special teams guru on the sidelines. Violation. Calgary number 16. Five-yard penalty remains third down. And Craig Dickinson takes the time count there because he wants to make sure he's got everybody, everybody blocked up for Montreal. Does not want to block punt in this situation. Gets that one high and has Taylor backpedal inside his 25 and he gets outside. Larry Taylor over midfield and dropped at the 43 yard line. Justin Phillips saying more damage for electric. Larry Taylor has electrified the fans here at Olympic Stadium. Eastern final six returns for 203 yards and two touchdowns for again no hesitation as he gets outside to the wall makes one man miss in the open field then uses his speed and you're right uh, touchdown saving tackle by Juwan simpson 42 yard return and the alouettes in business at the calgary 43 their best field position start of the day dropped at the 35 well there's no question larry taylor turned last week's game around in the eastern final there are so many stars in this great cup championship we've talked about all of them on the offensive side of the football but in the great cup you never know who will be the unsung hero while in that eastern final that unsung hero was larry taylor on the special teams he's not big 5'6, 177 but he can fly he showed it with over 200 return yards the two touchdowns and he was the difference for montreal <laughs> Eight for Kerry Carter, second and two, and that look in the slant. Richardson shakes a tackle. Another Montreal first down at the 20. Jawan Armour is 
starting to show his frustration. Linebacker for the Calgary Stampeders at the end of that play. He got up pushing and shoving. Looks like Calgary are becoming frustrated. I think he got away with that one. No penalty marker on the play. But Jamel Richardson already at the 100-yard mark with his fourth catch of the night. Chris Jones may have to start to gamble a little bit more and add a linebacker into the pass rush because so far Anthony Calvillo has been clean in that pocket. On the 20, there's Richardson again, but this time surrounded close to the line of scrimmage. So nothing for Richardson there as Dwight Anderson brings him down. The play of the defensive line for the Calgary Stampeders is why they're here and they're not getting pressure on Anthony Calvillo right now, and, and that's allowing Jamel Richardson to just use his size and his aggression to just come and push off the defensive backs, open himself out. It's been pitch and catch so far for Anthony Calvillo. We had a chat with Marcel Belfay, the coach of Hamilton, who was with Montreal last year, and he cringes watching Jamel Richardson make catches for Montreal. Montreal. He wanted to recruit him for Hamilton, but had recommended him to the Alouettes while he was still here. Montreal kept that in the back of their mind. And signed Richardson to work with Anthony Calvillo. And the results, the leading touchdown man in the Canadian Football League in 2008. Already over 100 yards in this Great Cup championship. Three minutes, 34 seconds remaining in this first half. And the Alouettes conferring on a second and nine play. Were you surprised they ran on second and ten? Not really. It was a similar call to the screenplay by George Cortez offensively when Calgary was backed up near their goal line. It's a good changeup to go ahead and run either draw or screen in second and long to keep that defense honest. 61, Luke Fritz in at tight end on second and nine. Three receivers wide side. And Calvillo dumps it off. Coburn ducked under the first surge, but there's Mike Robinjo. And he'll bring Coburn down a yard or two short of the first down. Mike Labinjo, a star last week who has been bothered with the flu this week in Montreal. But just take a look, Chris, right here at this offensive line for the Montreal Alouettes. The Calgary Stampeders are in this great cup because their defensive line had a big game in the Western Final. All kinds of time for Anthony Calvillo. He looks to his right. He's sitting in the pocket. Huge open running lane if he wants, or he can just dump it off to Coburn. He has been clean in this game. You heard Mark Tressman with his opening address, and it's been a theme all year. They had to be better protecting the quarterback and getting to the opposing quarterback. And what a job that offensive line's done. Duval to come in on third and about a yard and a half. 19-yard attempt. And Damon Duvall puts it through. And it's a 10-point lead for the Alouettes. Down by 10 with less than three minutes to go in the half. 
against BC. They got a big kick return, and it helped kickstart a late touchdown drive. Can they make it happen here? Well, this is stages of this half. Yeah, Chris, and this is why John Hufnagel wanted to take the kickoff. It was Summers, who returned it over 50 yards last week. Better cover here. And Chip Cox has got him, and Donald Ferry and company are there as well. That's back-to-back -back series, though, that Henry Burris has got to try and forget about. Throws the interception to Reggie Hunt. That turns into a major for the Alouettes. The very next series, Burris comes out with two straight incompletions. So he has a similar opportunity as they did have in that Western final. Try to drive the ball now and get that score before they go in at halftime to try and grab some momentum back. Burris completed his first 11, now 0 for 4. And now for his first time today, he'll take off. Went for 93 yards in Montreal in the regular season game and has a first down. Well, he led the league at the quarterback position running the football. 87 carries for just shy of 600 yards, a seven-yard average, basically for Henry Burris. And this will be a play that will settle him down. Positive play on first down to get something going offensively. And a nice call again by George Cortez. See if that loosens up the Montreal defense. Well, on the play, first and ten. Has a completion, and Big Nick Lewis has the catch. Jim Cox in coverage for Montreal. Straight timing route for Henry Burris to go to Nick Lewis, who is the inside receiver right here. And when I'm talking about timing, he runs the out there, and that ball is in the air just as he's turning out of his break. Almost impossible for Chip Cox to cover him on that kind of time. Slant pattern for Rambo delivered behind the intended target. Second and ten, George Cortez, the offensive coordinator who was in that same role in 2001. Well, the Stampeders beat the Blue Bombers here at Olympic Stadium. 15 years of experience in the Canadian Football League for George Cortez. He's already made some nice calls, but this is a big one right here on second and long. Trying to generate points on this drive late in the first half. And Burris over the middle with a big completion. And there's Nick Lewis once again. Nick Lewis with nice shake and bake in the open field to use his patience and his route running ability. Nick Lewis can do it all. He's got good hands, good strong hands over the middle. Watch his fake to the outside and then stem it right back across the face of T.J. Hill, a matchup that they may go back to now, receiver on linebacker. Last week, his first postseason win, Nick Lewis, since high school. Well, they're going to have to rely on Anwar Stewart for that leadership in the Montreal defense. Anwar 
Stewart, outstanding defensive player for the Montreal Alouettes. The only Alouette to be named outstanding defensive players. 74 since they began the category. And a guy with a great cup ring from Calgary on the practice roster of that 2001 team. Second and seven, Calgary. Here comes the blitz, but they screwed it out to Joffrey Reynolds to run. Oh, tripped up and is downed at the 20-yard line by the safety, number 20, or he might have been still rumbling. Well, by formation, you just do not see when Joffrey Reynolds catches this football, a Montreal tackler anywhere in the vicinity comes out of the backfield. Perfect execution again on the screenplay. He's got three offensive linemen out in front of him, and look at all the room he has to run. And a little stumble here probably cost him a touchdown. The posse was out in front. The trip limited the game to 12, but they're threatening now. And Burris has time, now pulls it down, and throws wide open. The key to their win in the West Final was that score. Late in the first half by Kenyon Ramble. Well, this time it's Brett Ralph. And how about the vision of Henry Burris from the shotgun, who takes off, but when he's running, he has his eyes up. He's looking for an open target and finds one in Brett Ralph on the sideline. Late flag after the play on after the... After the touchdown. They have a major foul. Unnecessary roughness. Montreal number 11 will buy 15 yards on the kickoff. The call on Chip Cox. The overlooked man in that much talked about Calgary receiving core. The product of Raymond Alberta with his first ever Great Cup touchdown catch. And DeAngelis for the point after. What a big touchdown drive that is. Getting Calgary back within three in the final minute of this first half. And it's deja vu all over again. Well, is it ever, and Brett Ralph is the wide receiver. You're right, Chris, often the forgotten man, because I've asked Henry Burris about that when you have guys like Nick Lewis, Kenyon Rambo, Jermaine Copeland. When you start to scramble, who do you look for of those three? He said, no, it's not any one of those three. I look for Brett Ralph because he's a smart football player. When I start to scramble, he knows the scramble rules from the receiver position, and he always finds that open area. Boy, is that a big catch for him right now. Big drive started at the Stampede 34 yard line. Scramble rules are pretty simple. When the quarterback starts to scramble, all the deep receivers come back to the ball. All the short receivers with short routes turn it up and try and go deep. But Henry Burr has told me during the regular season when I scramble, it's Brett Ralph I look for. And he found him there. final, Chris, just before we go in at halftime, Calgary Stampeders have found a way to get to the end zone. But there is 44 seconds on the clock for Anthony Calvillo to work with, or just under. After the kick return, will Larry Taylor get his hands on the ball? There's the kickoff from the 50 because of the penalty against Chip Cox. 
So Taylor up across the 40-yard line and the flag down as he's tossed down by Dwayne Carpenter. Now, and if this goes against the Montreal, that's a long field in front of Anthony Calvillo with just 38 seconds left before halftime after Brett Ralph. Remember the touchdown. Illegal block. Montreal number 46. 10-yard penalty. First down. Walter Spencer. And called on the illegal block. That touchdown catch by Brett Ralph in the end zone. He got hit in the back afterwards. Went hard to the sideline. And in this great cup championship, there are 30 Eagles. Now we're down to 29. In your living room with that one. Good report that our cameraman's back up and at him. There's Coburn, and he is drilled after a couple of yards. And Stampeder defense now fired up. Tremendous job starts with a run from Henry Burris. Finds Nick Lewis in a key second down over the middle of the big screen play, and if Jackie Reynolds doesn't trip here, he's in the end zone. Didn't matter though, because on a scramble, Henry Burris found Brett Ralph. Football is such a game of emotion, Chris, and, and a game of momentum. And that momentum was all Montreal until Brett Ralph found the end zone. Stan Peters has called a timeout here. Because here, they, they might get the ball back with time for one play in field goal range here. So that Chip Cox 15-yard penalty has caused the Alouettes some problems and maybe an opportunity for John Huffnagel. Second and eight. And a running play straight ahead, and Avon Coburn gets a valuable first down for Montreal. With 30 seconds, it's sort of about 20 seconds underneath that time that Anthony Calvillo would need. I, he's surprised if he gets real aggressive and pushes the ball down the field here. But he has accomplished the key thing. He doesn't have to give the ball back to the Stampeders. No, exactly. And you know what? He's going to get real conservative, just get out at halftime with the three-point lead. They're just going to let it run down, and he'll kneel down and finish this first half. We'll have to do it more than once. You point on this first half of the 96 Grey Cup game. Calvillo puts down the knee and that will do it for the opening 30 minutes here at Olympic Stadium three points the difference as we join Sarah Oleski with Mark Trustman coach you take a three-point lead into the half but you give up a touchdown late in that second quarter what is going to be the key for your group to maintain momentum going into the second half well that's the thing we've got the ball we've, we've overcame we had uh, two penalties at the end of the half that uh, cost us some field position. Our offensive line did a good job of get, taking us off the hook there with the run. we got to come out and start fast with the ball in the next half. Thanks so much. You bet.
Hearts by three as we head to the second half of the 96th Grey Cup game. But first, Farhan Lalji on the sidelines with Calgary coach John Huffnagel. Coach, early in this game, you took a number of penalties, and, and it looked like the players are feeling the nerves of the big game. Was that the case, and is it all out of their system? No, they just didn't listen to the whole uh, play in the huddle. Uh, we had a double cane going, and uh, that's why they moved, because I didn't hear the double canes. This seems to be an identical situation to where you were in a week ago, where you got a late touchdown to give yourself some momentum to get back into the game. How much positive can you draw from? Well, I mean, we've always been able to answer and reload when we needed to. It's a big uh, touchdown there. Uh, we got to stay on the field uh, in the second half offensively. Uh, put back-to-back -back first downs together. Defensively, you need to do a better job tackling. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. They are 30 minutes away from realizing a dream, both these teams. And it's not just about the 18 games of the regular season. Most of these football players started playing the game when they were seven eight nine years old and when you're doing that and you from that first time you catch that football on the curb for the championship with your buddy in the out in front of your house till right now this is the dream that these guys have had all of those years all the hard work they're 30 minutes away from realizing that dream Alex will get their hands on the football first in the second half Kicks it. And Larry Taylor with it, and he is snowed under. That's a big early tackle by Juwan Simpson, trying to set a tone here for the second half. Well, and building on that momentum that they gained at the end of the first half, here's how the quarterbacks compared 199 yards passing for Anthony Calvillo. Got off to a good start in his first series. Henry Burris started to pick things up in the second quarter. They're very even. The running backs, Joffrey Reynolds, 64 yards on 10 touches. Avon Colburn, 7 touches, 47 yards. The two top teams in their divisions. And we've got a ball game. Those quarterbacks have been matching numbers all season long, so why should tonight be any different? Calvillo to throw on the first play, second half from scrimmage, and Ben Cahoon has another catch. And up across the 30-yard line, it's a first down. Right out of the gate again, a little... Ball control football from Anthony Calvillo. He has had lots of time in the pocket. He's able to settle in there. He's been comfortable there. Scott Milanovic, the offensive coordinator for the Montreal Alouettes in his second season. And a former Calgary Stampede quarterback. Up to the 37-yard line. As close to five. And offensively, they have the protections up front, and Milenovic has a touchdown out of that first half and a couple of field goals. I know the Montreal Alouettes have to be disappointed with that opening drive to get inside the 10 and have to set up for a field goal, but they do have the lead. And Calvillo, as I mentioned, has not had very much pressure on him throughout that first half. Most of the success for Calvillo underneath, except for the one pass to Richardson at 55 yards, and that one is knocked down. Mike Labinjo with a 
hand up. Boy, can you say deja vu all over again? Yeah. The Calgary Stampeders again, like the West Final, they get that touchdown just before the end of the first half to get some momentum. And guess who it is that stepped up? In the second half, it's Mike Lobinjo, number 42, just like he did against the BC Lions. Boy, that goal line sand in the West Final, huge for the Calgary Stampeders and one of the reasons they're here. Guy who grew up in the Toronto area was a fan of the Argos and had a poster of Matt Dunnigan circa 91. That is Pedro Ball. Duval. Line drive kick and Marcus Howell may have a return. Well, good downfield cover by the Alouettes early third quarter. Great delegation of Calgary fans, and it's been a terrific week in Montreal. Who'd be surprised at a great party in Montreal? First possession, second half. Stampede started at their 34. Play action, big rush, and Chris nailed as he unloaded. Heavy heat from John Bowman off the edge. John Bowman, who went out in the first half due to injury, is back in a big way, and he comes off the edge right here. A rush, a speed rush around the corner on Jeff Pilon, who just can't get there. He turns that corner tight, and Henry Burris doesn't have a chance to set up and throw and step into a throw. Two sacks for that front last week. And they said that's deceiving because they like the heat they had on Ricky Ray all afternoon long. Second and ten. The first steps up quarterback draw is snuffed. Back-to-back -back big plays by that Montreal front, and that's Karan Williams, the former Stampeder, a two-year starter, cut loose this year, makes the play. Karan Williams, ten sacks in the regular season for Karan number 90 and Williams comes up he's going to work on the inside on Demetrius Supra a good pressure rush and then spins out of it to make the tackle on Henry Burris and Chris we're seeing in this first half as we get started in this final 30 minutes the defense is trying to grab momentum on both sides for Brooke Dills to kick it away not a good kick Bouncing down around the 40. And Taylor steps out at the 45-yard line. Montreal football when we come back. 38-yard punt by Burke Dales. First down for the Alouettes. And got a time to bring the open, so he goes underneath. And again, up to the 50-yard line for Kerry Carter, the fullback. Chris, in the first half, the Calgary Stampeders, 65% of the time went to press coverage, meaning what we showed you in that first half, Brandon Browner, the key in that on the corner to step up. This time he falls back off. I thought Anthony Calville there wanted to go deep to carry Watkins, but because Browner fell off, one of the few times he didn't press, then Calvillo had to go and check it down to Kerry Carter. So now Chris Jones, the defensive corner, is starting to mix things up a little for Calgary. John Huffnagos is probably the most physical corner he's ever been associated with. There's another ball batted down. Mike Labinjo in the face of Anthony Calvillo. Well, another big play as they get aggressive on second down. Mike Labinjo knows one thing, that Anthony Calvillo is a timing throw quarter timing type of throw quarterback he wants to get that ball out of there there he is right by the goal post michael binjo if he knows that he's going to try and get the ball quickly put your hands up 
guy recruited out of St. Mike's College to Michigan State as a running back. And now a defensive start back-to-back weeks. Duval short kick. And that is out, and a flag will fly on the illegal punt. Let's join Farhan Lalji. Thanks, Chris. Dave Dickinson is not playing in this great cup, but you would certainly never know it by watching the way he's acted this week and the way he's prepared. He's in all the quarterback meetings. He's the first player on the field in practice, gets himself stretched, helps the quarterbacks, receivers, and even the kickers and snappers warm up. Now, a lot of people believe this is because Dickinson wants a career in coaching. He hasn't committed to that, but he is very interested, and two to three teams around the league have already talked to him about a potential future in coaching, including the Stampeders. He said if he does it, it's got to be in the right situation, and it all depends on who the coach is. He doesn't need to go in as a head coach and a coordinator. He's prepared to be a quarterback coach, but he wants a meaningful role, guys. Well, Dave Dickinson's career, unfortunately, ending with a hit on Labor Day, although it wasn't really a hit, I guess, the accumulation of hits and concussions over what was a brilliant career in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, it really was. A great cup champion, an outstanding player in 2000, and will make a tremendous coach, and I'm real happy to hear that he wants to stay and become a coach in the Canadian Football League because he'll be a coordinator before long. Guaranteed. 14 for Nick Lewis after a 28-yard cut. The Jackson Reynolds is there behind the line of scrimmage, and there's Anwar Stewart with another defensive play. Well, there's two heavyweights offensively in this game that are kind of playing rope-a-dope right now. The time of possession in the first half was almost identical. 14.52 for Montreal, 15.08 for Calgary, so they're almost bang on there. Both defenses stepping up in this second half. Anwar Stewart on the previous play was caught in play action. Not this time. He's in the backfield. Second and 13. receiver at midfield Nick Lewis again how about an athletic throw from Henry Burr steps up in the pocket and he makes this look easy but I guarantee you it is not he gets a little bit fresh now that pocket is going to open up and he sees the running lane he steps up in there and as he's running throws across his body right on target to Nick Lewis you know Dave Dickinson mentioned he thought the windows were a little smaller for Henry Burris last week and usually he was good at it a small window, but Burris connected in to Nick Lewis for a first down, and now Reynolds off the left side, and runs there again. A couple of yards for the leading rusher in the CFL, and John Bowman there. Well, Chris, that last throw by Henry Burris is the type of throw that will give him confidence, and if he was tentative at all in that first half, it's, that's the type of throw that'll have him really pulling the trigger. 1998, Henry Burris was the third-string quarterback for the Great Cup champions. Dave Dickinson, number two. Jeff Garcia, the game-winning quarterback, and he's been texting Burris all week long with encouragement from Tampa Bay. Quarterback draw again, and Henry Burris is going to get a first down. Crashing down to the 40-yard line. That's his second key run of this afternoon. In two games against Montreal in the regular season, Henry Burris had 15 carries for 128 yards, an 8.5-yard average. He likes to run the football. It helps him settle down. It help helps him get in that comfort zone. We saw it late in the first half and a little more of it here early in this second. 
So back-to-back conversions on second and long, second and 13, then second and eight, and they've got a full set of downs at the Montreal 39. That time play action fake and hit, and Henry Bill's still going down to the 10. There's that zone replay. The idea with play action is to try and get the contained man, the defensive end, to bite. Anwar Stewart on the outside is the defensive end. And watch Henry Burris with that fake to Joffrey Reynolds. Boy, does Stewart come inside, does he not? Nobody in contained to the outside, and Burris has all that running room. 29 yards. He had a 35-yard drop against Montreal in the regular season. 10-yard line. Burris underneath. And Rambo a catch for short yardage. Reggie Hunt to Lil Carter there defensively. When you get down the goal line, most defenses are going to start to play man-to-man. I say that because when I watched the Calgary Stampeders practice, they were working on trying to get a matchup with Nick Lewis one-on-one on linebacker T.J. Hill. If they get man-to-man down here, they may try and get that matchup. Eighth play. Second and five from just outside the five. And that pass is dropped by Demetrius Summers. Alouettes squandered an opportunity deep in the first half, and now... A drop by Summers in Calgary does likewise. Boy, missed, missed opportunities here. Summers right in front of your screen is going to come out of the backfield to his left. A little bit of a low throw. Tough for a running back to turn back around. So it would have been a tough catch for Demetrius Summers. But he had a chance to take that one, turn around, and maybe make a move on the tackle. So DeAngelis checks in. And 12 yards up. Game deadlocked at 13. Let's check in with Sarah Orleski. Chris, the story of Anthony Calvillo and his wife Alexia is a story that's very well known across this country, and it's one that certainly crosses the boundaries of sport. Alexia, in October of 2007, just after giving birth to their second daughter, was diagnosed with cancer, B cell lymphoma. Anthony took a leap of absence, and it wasn't on whether or not he would come back and play. encouraged Anthony to go after the second ring. They have two daughters, Athena and Olivia. And Anthony looking for ring number two today. Just hooked up on a 19-yard play with Brian Bratton. And Montreal with a first down near the field. And he is snapped behind the line of scrimmage. And Mike Labinjo is having himself a second half. Well, one play offensively for the Montreal Alouettes, but Michael Vinjo, it seems when the Calgary Stampeders defensively need a big play, they go to number 42, who moves inside this time. He usually lines up at the defensive end position. They move him inside, get him closer to the quarterback or the running back, in this case, Avon Coburn. Doesn't look like he's feeling any of the effects of the flu that kept him out of practice 
one day this week, dropped about five pounds. Second and 12, and they screen it. Trey Carter will be brought down well short of the first down. The reason the Calgary Stampeders are here is because of a goal line stand in the Western Final. And it wasn't just one play by Michael Benjo with the BC Lions on the doorstep and a chance to go up by two scores, but back-to-back -back plays by number 42. Played in a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. Looking for a great cup ring here in Montreal is Duval. Better kick. And this one will pass into the end zone. And that's a single point. And the Alouettes get the lead on a 64-yard single. Well, you can see from the reaction of David Duval that was not the intent. No, that was a mistake by David Duval. There's a very high degree of difficulty in trying to punt the ball out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. But having said that, Damon Duvall can do it and missed it there. A solid night. Remember, he talked about being a great cup MVP. Well, he's, he's making a case there. It's his seventh catch. Well, he's often the third receiver inside, which means there's the wide receiver, the inside slot back, and then the one more, and that's usually Nick Lewis. So he's as close to the quarterback as you can get from the receiver position, and it also means that oftentimes it's the linebackers that have to take him in coverage, and that's a matchup I know Calgary loves. His durability amazing. Rib injury, knee, ankle, broken finger. Jeffrey Reynolds should have the first down across the 45. Joffrey Reynolds just powered himself to that first down. I thought that T.J. Hill may have had him for about a yard loss, but Hill is a undersized linebacker. The tweener, they call him in the CFL, a guy who you need to have go out and cover. He's only 5'9", 185, playing linebacker, so they ask him to stop the run and cover receivers like Nick Lewis. Diamond Ferry is down on the play, the weak side linebacker for the Alouettes, and Walter Spencer has checked in as Ferry gets attention. You know, I talked about Reggie Hunt being the guy who is the leader of that linebacking core, the guy that makes the defensive calls, makes the checks. Diamond Ferry is the wild man, and I'm getting this from Reggie Hunt when I talked to him a couple of days ago. He said he is just absolutely wild flying to the football. So Reggie Hunt is the leader of the group, the guy who makes the calls. Then Diamond Ferry, the wild guy, and then when they go to T.J. Hill, they said he's like the Ben Cahoon of our defense. He's always in the right place. He is always studying film. He always knows where to be. T.J. Hill does not make mental mistakes on the football field, so they have a little bit of everything in that linebacking core, and having Diamond Ferry go down, go down now, he has to go out for at least three plays. T.J. Hill, the... The new style CFL linebacker at 192. Let's see if we can find out what happened to Diamond Ferry on this second down run by Reynolds. You can see he got just snowed under there by Jeff Pilon and Jesse Newman. He's really favoring that left leg. 
So Ferry makes his way to the sidelines. Saw Jeff Peel on there. What a story he is. I mean, they have to tape him up every week. The veteran Stampeder who has his shoulder harnessed before every game and frozen. Both knees are frozen not only before the game, but at halftime. So he can make it through 60 minutes of this punishing game. And how badly, Chris, does he want a great cup ring? He was on that roster in 2001 for the Calgary Stampeders, but did not get his name on the cup because he was injured a couple of games before the end of the regular season. So Jeff Bielan wants his name on that great cup. And what a gladiator to go out there and have to get... The knees worked on, the shoulders worked on. He's, he bounced. You saw the eggs the Stampeders have in first down production. First and ten, and Jackie Reynolds for the first down into Montreal territory. Sometimes it's not about hitting the whole heart. Sometimes it's just about timing. Watch Henry Burris here as he, he's going to use great timing at the shotgun position. A little pump fake gives his offensive line time to set up, make it look like it's passed. That gives Jeff Buon a good angle on the outside and opens up a nice hole for Jack Reynolds. that he has time to allow Kenyon Rambo to go from the right side of the formation all the way across the field to the left. There's Kenyon Rambo here. He starts there and comes all the way across. To, in order for that to execute properly, Henry Burris needs time in the pocket, and he gets it. Waits for Rambo to get outside of those linebackers, and look at the running room he has. 35 for the first Stampede to lead the league in receiving since Alan Pitts in 1999. trying to keep that Montreal defense off balance with his running. Well, they are by formation too, Chris, because George Cortez, the offensive coordinator, now puts all the receivers to the right side of the formation on that play to give a short corner to Henry Burris on the back side. And you can see how the guys have to hold up tight to Henry Burris to combat this crowd noise. Second and seven, two dozen seconds remaining. For the third quarter, the time-wise, he's been dominated by the steps. And another Calvary drive stops short. Nick, Nick Lewis lines up on the right side of the formation here. And what he's going to do is come all the way across the formation with Henry Burris going in the opposite direction. The idea here is to have the defense influenced by Henry Burris's role or half role and then throw back across the grain. They had set up and that ball just out of the reach of Nick Lewis. So the CFL points leader in 2008 comes on. Give Calgary the lead and the Stamps do have their first lead of the game on the final 
final play of the third quarter. 15 minutes to go. It's 16-14 steps. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. Our third quarter stats are brought to you by Tim Hortons. Always fresh, always. Over 600 net yards. And when you think about that and then look at the score, what's happening? Well, what's happening is these offenses are moving the football, but coming away with long drives and field goals. That clearly was advantage Calgary in the third quarter. They had the football for exactly 10 minutes. Montreal with it for five. But now maybe you can say Calgary's got the lead, but that's twice now that they've had to settle for short field goals. Yeah, twice now they settle for short field goals, Chris. And also when you when you're moving the football but coming up short down in the red zone, you also could be setting up plays. The offensive coordinators will often do that, and then they they throw that play in the fourth quarter. Anthony Calhoun working under pressure gets it away. Anderson hauled down by Jamel Richardson. So now Calvillo has thrown his first interception, and the momentum is with the West. No question, Old Mole just put on a Calgary Stampeder jersey. Anthony Calvillo gets flushed from the pocket. Just three-man pressure from the Stampeders, but one of those guys happens to be Charleston Hughes, who's end up going to rush the throw. Five sacks, 12 tackles for losses, and you can see outside Dwight Anderson just waits. Let's Ben Cahoon go. Sees the underthrown ball and has the interception. Anderson has three interceptions now of the year. Two of Anthony Calvillo. Burris trying to make the play. Picks up with Copeland for a first down. Close to the 40-yard line. On sudden change, and when Henry Burris threw his interception, the Montreal Alouettes went right down and scored a major. They took the momentum, and in the next series, Burris got nothing going again, two incompletions, so that momentum carried over into two series. We'll see if the Calgary Stampeders offensively can do the same thing on the Dwight Anderson interception. At the 41, the Stampeder first down. Very close to the line of scrimmage. But he does hook up with Nick Lewis. Henry Burris is starting to settle in. I, it looks like to me his confidence is growing with every throw. Play action again causes Anwar Stewart some problems off the edge. You can see Burris' patience waits for Nick Lewis to open up and then just pops him the ball. Nick Lewis now with eight catches. 91 yards on the night. First and 10. Burris moving in the pocket and then throws it away. No one open for Henry Burris that time. We talked early, Chris, about the fact that Henry Burris has been told for the last couple of years that he couldn't win the big game, that in the big game he would force the turnover. That last play just showed you how much Henry Burris has matured as a quarterback. 
He didn't have anything. The pocket was starting to collapse, and he calmly threw the ball out of bounds. Second and long is not necessarily a bad thing. 39 touchdowns out of year 24 of the second half of the season. Second and 10. Suddenly, everything's going Calgary's way. It is, but I'm not sure if Nick Lewis will have gained first down yardage. Bit of a break there because usually when that ball pops up from a receiver like that, there's defensive backs all over the place. So the Calgary Stampeders dodge a bit of a bullet. Nick Lewis in the right place at the right time. It bounced right off the shoulder pads of Kenyon Ramble. It is a six-yard gain. Field goal unit comes on. And the Angels wanted to work with Randy Chevrier. The long snapper, the McGill graduate, the Montreal native. He's one of the best in the business. The great cup ring with Edmonton trying to win one. For Southern Alberta. The Angels for 30. Money again. And it's a five-point Calgary lead. Just shy of the three-minute mark here in the fourth quarter. And the Stampeders on a 16-1 run, including three field goals here in the second half after that last-minute first-half touchdown. Larry Taylor on the kick return. Trinovatsky out of the University of Alberta helps bring him down a 24-yard return and now Anthony Calvillo has got to find a little traction for this Montreal offense second half. All eyes were on the corner for the Calgary Stampeders Brandon Browner coming into this game because of his ankle injury and Anthony Calvillo has not been able to go out and try and get a matchup with Kerry Watkins on Browner and see if he can test that ankle. Browner's been playing his same defense, his same style. He's been coming up, playing aggressively, and so far, he has won. But you can see he's got a little bit of lift. There's the matchup. He looks the other way. Brian Bratton taken down quickly by the top defensive player on the stamps the last two years, Shannon James. And there you go. That's That was a play where Anthony Calvillo went with the quick game to try and get something positive after the interception. Had he hung on to the football in that matchup with Kerry Watkins, boy, did he have him wide open. Here it is with press coverage. Look at Watkins. Shake him and get in and right down the seam on the numbers. He is wide open if AC hangs on to the football. Penalty marker down on the play. Late flag. Somebody have too many men in the huddle? By the way, the interception thrown by Calvillo in the last series, just his second in the last five Grey Cups. Calgary had too many men in the huddle, I believe. Objectionable conduct. Oh. Calgary number 33. 10-yard penalty. First down. Dwight Anderson, the man who had that interception. We'll be hearing from the coach. Boy, and those type of penalties are magnified tenfold in a play of this, in a game of this magnitude and with the score as close as it is, it's going to come down to field position. It may come down 
to a field goal to win this, and those yards add up. Well, that's a gift, and that Cooper will try the left side. And Avon Cooper has close to three. Jawad Armour there. Jawad Armour, who was almost signed by Montreal and then recruited by a number of prominent Stampeders, and he decided to take the Stampeder offer instead of Montreal's. Well, talk about leaders in the defense. Juwan Armour was voted an all-star by the CFL Players Association, and that all-star team is picked by your peers. So Juwan Armour, according to the rest of the players in the CFL, was one of the CFLPA all-stars this year. Nick Lewis, Kenyon Rambo, Jermaine Copeland all called Armour and encouraged him to head west. Second and eight. And now Calvillo has to run and take off. had three big games in a row. Anthony Calvillo showing a little composure of his own here as he gets a little pressure from Michael Benjo, gets outside of that, makes a tough throw look easy. And the Dwight Anderson 15-yard major looms larger. Pressure there, and the defense gets to Anthony Calvillo, Charleston Hughes, and Michael Benjo. working off that left side of the offensive line, Paul Lambert and Jeff Parrott. Basically almost a double team. He fought through that, fought through the little bit of a hold there that wasn't called, and he gets home. Boy, he's doing it again in back-to-back -back weeks. And the Alouettes had film on him all week. It was blue written earlier in the week, but coming up here. in the danger zone from Jamel Richardson. Shows tremendous courage because in that area of the football field, you know one thing, you're going to get hit. Anthony Calfield guns it in. He takes the shot. Watch what they do on Mike Clebinjo who is starting to get some pressure on quarterback Anthony Calfield. They get Avon Coburn, the running back, out to help him chip on Clebinjo. Now you got a tackle and a running back helping out. Six for 123 after that 22-yard catch by Richardson. And he's nailed by Dwight Anderson. Remember this drive extended by Anderson, who had 12 personal fouls in the regular season. And right now, John Huffnagel's waiting for a little word with his corner. Yeah, and, and he wants Dwight Anderson to make the big play because good players will do that. You know, both these coaches in their pregame speeches talked about responding to adversity. They both mentioned it. Anthony Calvillo in the last series threw an interception. He does get the penalty help from Dwight Anderson, but he's knocking on the door. They are responding to adversity. Second and eight for Anthony Calvillo. Labindrio, Justin Phillips into the Calvary defense. And Calvillo to the end zone, and this one is intercepted. And it's Shannon James. The second consecutive series ending with a Calgary interception.
Brian Bratton starts in motion from the right side of this play, and he's going to run the corner route. Here comes number 85 on Shannon James. This is just a poorly thrown ball by Anthony Calvillo because he needs to throw it out in front and let Brian Bratton go get it. What he does is he throws it to the wrong shoulder, and that leaves Shannon James in a better position than Bratton to get the interception. For the St. Peter's takeover of the 25, quarterback John Henry Bush will slide ahead and has a first down across the 35 as the defensive player of the year two times running for Calgary celebrates the interception again this is just this is just a corner route here and if that ball is thrown outside towards the corner of the end zone that's a touchdown throw from Anthony Calvillo to Brian Bratton. Shannon James stays in that inside position. The ball is thrown inside him. He's in better position. Burris was 70 yards running. The Calvary Stampeders 3-0 when he rushes for 60 or more. And he has a completion to Nick Harris. T.J. Hill, the tackle. How about the but toughness? Nick Lewis over 100. Yeah, how about the toughness, Chris, of Nick Lewis, who, as you mentioned earlier, comes into this game with a separated thumb he's got a dislocated finger he's had rib a rib injury for most of the second half of the season he's over 100 yards receiving he's made some big blocks in the running game and some key, key catches 10 catches third time this year he's hit double digits and it's a first down at the 50 steps up over the middle and that's a completion big play there to copeland with tj hill all over him and copeland's got his sixth and this is what they're playing for when i talked to ryan thelwell yesterday a great cup winner and he said when the great cup was marched in like this and they showed it on the big screen he said his heart was thumping and he he warned his teammates that there'd be a little adrenaline boost when the great cup entered the building these steps might be able to smell it now they're up by five and trying to extend it Drop Reynolds and not much there Walter Spencer still in for Diamond Ferry with the tackle either way though Chris a successful drive already for Henry Burris here with just over five minutes remaining you're absolutely right now it becomes crucial they don't want to get too cautious offensively but we've seen what turnovers can do how the momentum changes in a hurry a punt here is not the end of the world for the calgary stampede second and ten Tossed out by Khalil Carter. And now John Huffnagel will have a decision. Yes, he will. Yes, he will, because it's right in that gray area. I talked to Sandro DeAngelis yesterday about his range when it came to field goals. He said maximum 57 in the dome. That means the ball would have to be placed on the 50. Now he's inside of that. He'll be kicking around a 50-yarder. But remember, at this distance, you've got a returner back there for the Montreal Alouettes and some offensive linemen covering. So if you miss one of the unique things of Canadian football, you can run it out for a touchdown. 49 was his longest this season. And this from just beyond.
with the game on the line, that's a big one. Well, a guy who thought he might have been the special teams player of the year, quoted by Dominique Dorsey of Toronto, has come through with a huge field goal. And an eight-point Calgary lead as Anthony Calvillo now has to get something going. Five for five. And that 50 yarders huge. Well, it's it's so big, Chris, and, and not only that, but the confidence that John Huffnagel, his coach, has to put Sandro DeAngelis out there and, and look where he is in Grey Cup history, tied with Lance Chomick at a 50 yarder because there is risk and reward when you're that far out. Second and two short drop. First option not available. Here's Coburn. And Avon Coburn has the first down. Now there is lots of time left, but that field goal means that Anthony Calvillo needs not only the major, but he'll have to go for the two points as well. But I talked to him yesterday about how his approach might have changed in a great cup, and he said, you know, a couple years ago I would have told you, you know, I'm not playing against the guy across from me like Henry Burris, but that changed when Ricky Ray outdueled him in the overtime win in 2005. He said, now I know I've got to outperform my adversary and he's got some catching up to do here in the fourth quarter and throws over the middle and a big catch in traffic by Ben Cahoon the three minute warning given to the bench who sits an eight point stampede lead $66,308 on hand at Olympic Stadium tonight the second highest attendance in the history of this great old game. And now they'll be sitting on their hands so that Anthony Calvillo can go to work. In trouble and first down, Gerard Armour has the sack. This defense for the Calgary Stampeders continues to step up when they need him most. Chris Jones' defense got them to the Great Cup game with a huge performance in the West Final, and Juwan Armour comes right through that A-gap, the gap between Brian Chu and Scott Flory, the center and the guard, and he went right down the middle. Loss of nine. Lavinja drawing a lot of attention. Juwan Armour, the second sack of the game for Calgary, and that pass was tipped. And was it Lavinja? Yes, it again? was. Yes, wow. it was. has been a one-man wrecking crew. On the previous play, the Montreal Alouettes offensive line so worried about Lobinjo, they left Juwan Armour wide open up the middle. This time they double-team him, and it didn't matter. He made the play anyway. 2.19 left. Duval has to kick it away, and Montreal have to rely on a defensive stand here. Marcus Howell surrounded, and he'll be dropped about the 16-yard line. That's what it's all about. So 2.09 left, and now Montreal's defense has to be stout. And Henry Burris run the clock out. 
And it's really the windy pressure from Stewart. And along the sidelines, the catch is made by Rambo. Henry Burris cool under pressure. And this time off the edge, Anwar Stewart was not fooled. We showed you a bunch of times in the first half on play action how Anwar Stewart was biting on that play action and coming down too low. This time he's outside, and this time he's not fooled. But watch that cool, calm demeanor from Henry Burris. He knows he's in trouble, but he's patient, makes a little move, and what a throw on the outside. 18 to Rambo. Double tight end formation. And another Henry Burris run. Up to the 35. Out pulled for all-star quarterback. Out pulled for outstanding player. And was vocal about that after Anthony Calvillo won the outstanding player. Said in the media that he thought his team was being disrespected. And that was surprising because we've never heard him complain about anything. That's the competitive nature of Henry Burris. But boy, have we seen him mature from last year to this. Bob running just over 80 seconds to go. Second down, Nick Lewis. First down, Calgary. And they're getting a little secure hold on Lord Grey's mug. And the other thing here about Anwar Stewart is when he was beaten early, and again, it'll be Anwar Stewart from outside here and Henry Burris with patience. Again, now he's not going with the play action, but because he was beat a couple of times, he's hesitant. He's not coming full speed, and that's giving Henry Burris an extra second to find a receiver. This time it's Nick Lewis, and Nick Lewis becomes the hammer. Just confirming from Jake Ireland. Montreal has called a timeout. Timer, please reset the clock to 1.16. So a minute 16 remaining. Mark Trestman trying to stop the clock. And our game story brought to you by Molson Canadian. This is our beer. Jamel Richardson, a great first half at 101 yards. Second half possessions for the Alouettes have not been successful. And that's because that Calgary defense stepped it up. Shannon James, an interception. Dwight Anderson, an interception. I counted at least three knockdowns for Mike Labinjo. Well, first and ten with a minute 16 on the clock. And again, Burris with the quarterback keeper. And to the 50-yard line, he has close to four. Henry Burris, with two more first downs, can win this football game. He may, he's had. Yeah, and Chris, he may even be able to do it with one first down. 328 yards passing, 79 on the ground. And just one mistake, the interception to Reggie Hunt. But has he bounced back in a big way from that or what? George Cortez with the poker face trying to try to keep that smile from being too visible. Second down. And again, Burris on the ground to Ryan Williams gets there. Burris takes a hit. Nailed by Chip Cox. No gain. Third down. 
48 seconds on the clock. I'll tell you this, too, that Henry Burris is going to take a, an extra second off the clock and sacrifice to take this hit from Chip Cox. And that sacrifice is what it takes and can be the difference between winning and losing. However, Anthony Calvillo still has enough time. Yes, he does. They're going to get the ball back. It will be with less than a half minute to go. Remember, Larry Taylor in the East Division Final. Two punt returns for touchdowns, over 200 yards. Stamps are running it down to the final second of the 22nd clock. Now they'll call their timeout. John Huffnagel, his team with one win in the second half last year, at least the team he inherited, 13-5, and five, and I know you liked his pregame speech a lot, and apparently they did have Montreal exactly where they wanted him, even with 65, 66,000 cheering fans against them. John Huffnagel. Had this football team buy in from training camp. He talked about discipline, improving that. They did that in a big way. But it's not over yet. Riding a five game win streak, nine of the last ten into this game. Not a deep kick by Diaz. And a pass past Taylor. the 30 and there's 14 seconds left well, one of these throws Anthony Calvillo in the first couple of plays here has got to get a big chunk the all-star quarterback the most outstanding player but in danger of dropping to one and five in great cup play unless he has a miracle up his sleeve Calgary Stampeders defensively will play with two safeties. They'll put Wes Lysak in the game, which he normally starts, but along with Milton Collins. And they will play off here. <laughs> 79 yards away. And over the middle, they'll fight off a chunk and get down. With nine seconds on the clock, Kerry Watkins. Kerry Watkins is going to have a lot more room in that intermediate range. 20-yard gain. Now they spot it at the 52. Two, maybe three plays left. If they can get 15, Anthony Calvillo can throw it to the end zone on a final play. 58 yards away. And they'll still need a two-point number. That's a timeout. And with no time left on the clock... This game is over. John Huffnagel and the Stamps are champs.